The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Merry Christmas and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel, 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church, and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Kali for 98 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer, or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today we celebrate Christmas, a day set aside to honor the miraculous birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He was born to save, and he was to die for the salvation of our souls. Yes, saints and friends, 
Jesus truly is the reason for the season. We start our musical program with a song by the church choir who will sing Hallelujah to the King, led by choir director Emilia Hahn. They are accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Bakukaro on the organ. Let us lift our voices in song and praise. Please join in by singing along with our choir, following the words on your television screen.
Up next is the church band who will play a stirring rendition of O Holy Night, led by yours truly. We now call upon our soloist, Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr., to sing an inspiring rendition of the song titled, Mary, Did You Know? He's accompanied by myself on the piano. Trustee Associate Pastor Evans Brooks Sr. makes an asano scene of the guitars. Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass and Iris Locke on the drums. your baby boy would one day walk on water Mary did you know that your baby boy would 
would save our sons and daughters. Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon your baby boy would give sight to a blind man. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby you've kissed the face of God oh Mary did you know Mary did you know the blind your baby boy is Lord of all creation. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb and the sleeping child your the excitement in the air? Are the joy bells ringing in your heart? Just as the angels in heaven rejoice and announce the birth of our Savior, we too should rejoice. Proclaiming to one and all, the church choir will sing this uplifting song titled, Christmas is Coming. Christmas is coming, Mary's baby boy. 
bringing us a message of comfort and joy. Glory, hallelujah, what a wonderful day. This bliss is coming, let the church bells And now, the string section of our church band will play a beautiful rendition of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
Our vocal group today is the Daughters of Judah, who will sing the first Noel. They are accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano, Sally Spotkaff on the flute, and Cherie Spotkaff on the violin. This song is dedicated to Mr. and Mrs. J and Jackie Pagai of Maui, Hawaii. May the joy of the Lord be upon your hearts and minds and bring you much peace and happiness during this Christmas season. Have a wonderful and blessed Christmas day.
Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on channel KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and Paso, Nevada and Wyoming from 5, 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakai Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Kuloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Sparrow and President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to spot these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. The signs of the times are upon us because the hearts of men are turning towards ungodliness. Today, there is an unbelievable amount of turmoil all over the world, brought on by man's hate, greed, and desire for supreme power. Therefore, it is more important than ever to seek and find Jesus. I pray that my sermon entitled, Jesus is the Reason for the Season, will give you the opportunity to consider what Jesus has to offer you. If you will but hear His voice, I caution you, don't reject the Word of God. And above all, don't reject the Lord. Hopefully, in due time, others will be able to see Jesus in you rather than merely you in you. Always bear in mind, many are called, but few are chosen. If you want to spend eternity in paradise with the Lord, then you want to be among the chosen. Let us begin with the sermon. 
At Christmas time, we hear of talk of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Yet we know there is no peace on earth, and in the hearts of people, there is not enough goodwill. Over 1,900 years ago, the angelic hosts echoed from heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. However, we find that there are wars all over the face of the earth and the conflict escalating in the future. As Jesus said in Matthew 24, 6, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Today we find nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom. These are the beginning of sorrows. If these are the beginning of sorrows, I don't want to be here on this earth when the end comes. However, despite what's going on in the world, let us take note in the Christmas message, which is frequently missed by many. When the angels announced the birth of Jesus to the shepherds, the importance of his coming was emphasized. We read in Luke 2, 11 and 12, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Yes, it was for you that Jesus came. It did not come to be the inspiration of sacred art, nor to be the theme of a song, much less to be merely a good man and a great teacher. Jesus came to be the Savior, and as such, he was born to you. Bound inseparably together are the Savior's birth and his death. He came to save, and to save, he had to die, die in the sinner's stead, bearing the full penalty of divine wrath for sin. This too was personal. It was for you. And such a very personal message of God's love and grace demands a personal response. The Savior who was born was God's gift to you, and he wants you to receive that gift. Listen to John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In the book of Matthew, Jesus Christ is pictured as King and Messiah, the one prophesied in the Old Testament, the one who would reign over men. Is Jesus a king? Yes, he is the prophesied king and the rejected king. But someday soon, he will be coming back to reign as king of kings and lord of lords. We all know that sin began with Adam and Eve and continued throughout every succeeding generation, but it never touched Jesus. He was holy without sin. But you and I and all who have gone before us are sinners. In Romans 3, 23, it reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And in Romans 3, 10, it reads, There is none righteous, no, not one. 
And in Isaiah 64, 6, it reads, All our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf. We find how God keeps his promise. He promised that in Abraham's seed, all the world would be blessed. He promised to raise up a savior from the family of David. He promises to save all who come unto him and accept him as savior, master, and Lord. I hope and pray that you have claimed all the promises of this great God. Let us turn our attention to a marvelous young woman, the Virgin Mary. The angel Gabriel came down from God and told her that she was going to bring forth a son. She was frightened and amazed. We read in Luke 1, 34-35, Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Mary accepted this responsibility, trusting the Lord with all her heart and soul. She was engaged to Joseph, an outstanding man in every sense of the word. Before they were married, he was married. He was horrified to learn that she was going to have a child. We can imagine that he must have been filled with anger at first. We read Matthew, the first chapter, 18, 19 verses. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with his child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. In the old days, anyone caught living in adultery was stoned to death. Joseph thought of some way to put her away privately so that no one would know of her shame. However, he didn't act hastily. He just waited. Let us read Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And when a child of God waits upon the Lord, the Lord moves to help him. Our trouble today is that we are in too big a hurry. We should ask God to grant us patience. Well, when Joseph waited, God spoke to him and told Joseph what to do. Reading Matthew 1.20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine Joseph's relief? Surely Mary had already told him that she had not been guilty of adultery. Now God's angel confirmed that truth. Thus Joseph married Mary, and the Bible tells us plainly that there were no marital relations between them until after Jesus was born. We read the 25th verse, And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. You might say this was unusual, but then God often does the unusual. He didn't send his sound down as a king or an angel, but as a tiny babe. 
He wanted his son to grow up in the normal way, to have all the experiences of a normal person so that he could sympathize with us and help us in our experiences of life. When the time came for Jesus to be born, Mary and Joseph journeyed to Bethlehem, where the King of Kings was born in a stable. While heavenly hosts announced his birth in chorus, we read in Luke, the second chapter of the fourth, seven important verses. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And they were in the same country abiding shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Is it hard for you to believe in the virgin birth? While well, speaking from a human standpoint, 2,000 years ago, it was impossible for a woman to bear a child without a union with a man. But with God, all things are possible. Reading Jeremiah 31, verse 22, How long wilt thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? For the Lord had created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. In other words, a woman shall bypass a man and bring forth a man-child. Jesus was not begotten of natural generation. He was begotten of the Holy Ghost. Isaiah 7:14 tells us, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. The name Emmanuel means God with us. When Jesus Christ was born, God became flesh and dwelt among us. Not only did Isaiah predict the virgin birth of Christ, but he proclaimed the deity of Christ in this wonderful scripture. Isaiah went further on as we read in Isaiah the ninth chapter, six and seven verses. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. As the son of Mary, a child was born. As the son of God, a son was given. He is both man and God. He bears upon his shoulder the responsibility of the government of the world. Among the names attributed to him, we find the everlasting Father, which might be translated the Father of the ages. It is he who planned the ages and fitted them together to make all time accomplish the purposes of God. His government and peace will know no end. He will sit upon the throne of David when he comes to earth, the second time to establish his kingdom upon it. 
the zeal of the Lord of hosts which brought him to the earth the first time will bring him the second time and accomplish all of the purposes of God enumerated in the scriptures. The angel Gabriel spoke to Joseph. Let us read in Matthew 1, 21. And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Please know the verse states, save his people from their sins, not in their sins. What wonderful news. What glorious tidings. Lift up your heads and call upon his name, for your redemption is near. Today, the day of salvation, if you will but heed his voice, there is no promise of tomorrow. What a wonderful time to be saved during the Christmas season. Accept him as your Savior, Master, and Lord by obeying his commandments. Let us turn to John 3, 5 and read, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. It takes water baptism. And the baptism of the Spirit, which is speaking in tongues or in unknown language, to enter the kingdom of God. You can't have one without the other. What God had joined together, let no man put asunder. Why argue with God? The question is, how can we be born again? Listen to Acts 2.38. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In this verse, we find that when you are repent and are baptized, God promises he will take away your sins and remove them as far as the east is from the west and grant you the gift of the Holy Spirit, your passport to heaven and eternal life. Baptism is essential to salvation, as Jesus tells us in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Peter confirms this in his epistle, saying, The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. So choose you this day whom you will serve, God or man. The name of Jesus has become the sweetest name in all the world. For that name means Savior, as you read in Isaiah 43, 11, I, even I. And the Lord. And beside me, there is no Savior. There is salvation only in the name of Jesus, as you read in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And Alexander may build an empire. And Napoleon may change the nations of the world. A Newton may bring about an intellectual revolution. An Edison may create a new world of science. But the only one who can touch and transform the human heart is Jesus. The greatest work of Jesus is the realm of salvation. He saved his people from their sins. He saved them from the penalty of sin by washing them in his own blood. Reading Luke that there was no room for him at the inn. And times haven't changed. No room in the hearts of people. It's like an engine without the steam. It's like flowers without their sweet aroma. What a sad commentary of human nature. We know who Jesus is and what he is, something that the innkeeper didn't know. Yet many of us have no room in our hearts for Jesus. We live in a materialistic age. We have crowded Jesus out and filled our hearts with earthly things. When Jesus was born, wise men came from the east. 
seeking the newborn king and asking about the place and birth of the Messiah. Now, who were they? They were probably astronomers from Persia. It is possible that God in his own mysterious way revealed himself to them. We don't know their names, only fictionally as Gaspar, Melchor, and Balthasar. We know only that they came to Jesus, thus identifying them as wise men. What brought them to Jesus? It was a star. They saw the star twice, once in their own country in the east, and then again as it led them from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. When they came to Jerusalem, they went to Herod the king and questioned him. And we read in Matthew 2, 2, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Herod was troubled. He knew nothing of the birth of Christ. He called in his religious scholars and inquired of them as to where the king would be born. They knew prophecy, so they immediately told him that the birth would occur in Bethlehem, as we read in Micah 5, 2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, who goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. However, the religious leaders did not give their hearts to the one to whom the prophets spoke. There were two Bethlehems, one in Judah and the other in Zebulon. The Spirit of God through the prophet 700 years before the birth of Jesus told in which of these he would be born. To make sure that there would be no misunderstanding, both Hebrew and Aramaic names were given, Bethlehem and Ephrathah, both of which meant house of bread. Both the deity and humanity of Christ were clearly set forth in this verse. As a man, he was born as a babe in Bethlehem. As God, he was from old, from everlasting. Herod called in the wise men and told them that they would find the new king in Bethlehem. When you find him, come and tell me that I may come and worship him. Of course, this was not true. His own thought was to kill the newborn king because he feared he would grow up and unseat him. Reading Matthew 2, 9 through 11, when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till he came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, fell down and worshipped him. And they had opened their churches. They presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. At this time, Herod killed all the children under two years of age. Now for years, the religious leaders had been looking forward to the birth of the Messiah. They knew from the scripture that he would be born of a virgin in Bethlehem. You would think that they would be eagerly examining every birth in Bethlehem and following up on the slightest rumor that the Savior had been born. But this was not so. The wise men from a foreign land were the ones to rejoice at his birth. The scripture in John 1.11 was literally fulfilled. He came to his own and his own received him not. The religious leaders knew scripture, but they never went to Bethlehem to see the Messiah. They had, had, they had knowledge, but not heart wisdom. Today, many people know the truth as revealed in the Bible, but they never respond to the truth. Yes, wise men still come to Christ, and those who seek find him. The Magi found him as a young child with Mary, his mother. We find him today as a living Christ, clothed with glory and honor and seated at the right hand of God. While well, it's true that wise men still seek him, it is more wonderfully true that he still seeks us, whoever or whatever we may be. The wise men bowed down, worshiped Jesus, and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We see here that giving is a vital part of worship. 
No man truly worships God who refuses to give him which is due him. Jesus says it is more blessed to give than to receive. I suppose the giving of gifts at Christmas time started at Bethlehem. Gold is a symbol of man's worldly possessions. Therefore, it was a fit tribute for the king. The lordship of Jesus demands that he be worshipped with gifts of money in the form of tithes and offerings, as well as the gifts of love, praise, and service. Through all the Bible, we see that when men found Jesus, they wanted to give him something. You give because you love. You can't give without loving, but you can't love without giving. So the gift of gold is love. Frankincense was the second gift bought by these wise men. It was a fragrant perfume representing man's inner thoughts and emotions. They were simply saying to Christ, All that is within us bow before thee. They fell on their faces and worshipped him. Incense signifies prayer and praise due to God only. In presenting the incense, the wise men acknowledged the deity of Christ. The next gift was myrrh, a bitter spice used for embalming. It symbolized suffering. These wise men must have been taught of God that Christ would die for sinners. So they came to worship Jesus as a savior. Thus the wise men brought gold, acknowledging Christ as king. They brought frankincense, acknowledging him as God. They brought myrrh, acknowledging him as savior. What have you brought him? If you are wise, you will bring him yourself. If you are wise, you will bring him your service, your substance, your love, and your very best. After the wise men had ended their visit to Jesus, God warned them. Reading Matthew 2.12, And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Little did the wise men realize that one day, Jesus would be dying for all the world. Rules of the world are not friendly to Jesus. They reign over the people, but seldom do they bend their knees to him. Who is greater than all the kings and potentates? What a different world this would be if the rulers were willing to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. Wars would cease, peace would reign, and all men of every creed and color would love another. God is love, and Jesus Christ is the reason we celebrate Christmas. While it is true that wise men still seek him, it is more wonderfully true that he still seeks us, whoever we be and whatever we may be. May all his spiritual blessings be yours this Christmas, and may this be a blessed and merry Christmas for you and your family. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Bleon Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. And now the church band will conclude today's telecast with a number entitled, Christmas Processional. <laughs>
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.